0: The latest PS5 show is brought to you by you, the listeners. Head over to patreon.com, select one of our new tiers and help support our show. Once you have selected a tier, you could be gaining access to the latest PS5 up to three days early and advertisement free. You'll also gain access to up to three of our new PlayStation-centric podcasts each and every week. We will also be updating those perks over the next coming weeks and months to include Discord chats with your hosts, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. So head over to patreon.com forward slash latest ps5. The link is in the description of this podcast and help support our show. And let's build a community together. Thank you very much. And now to the show. Peggy 12 The world
1: rests on the precipice of transformation A new age will dawn
0: Save the city from a supernatural nightmare The time is nigh Face the unknown and uncover the truth From the creators of the evil within Incredibly exciting!
1: It's really about our our team our team our team our as a developer, our that's an amazing feeling to have. Welcome welcome
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode ninety-one of the latest PS Five. We are here. We spoke Ooh. about it last week. There's a lot of changes coming through for this episode and episodes going forward we're probably going to mess it up so it's going to be a slow transition throughout a few weeks but we'll get it right before episode 100 we've got a big big amount of news this week there's so much from the GDC conference there's just so much news and we're going to get through all of it it's going to spread out into another show but we're going to do it but what we got planned for episode 91 we have another acquisition from Sony. We're talking the priority of single player games, which again came from Sony. We're talking variable refresh rates. We're talking a new Witcher game. There's so much to get through and who better to get through it with than my boy himself, my Tekken crash dummy, Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing? In
1: Tekken King. We'll have to get that edited properly. So this guy has foraging slips. slips. Uh, yes, man. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We're back. I know, so much (laughs) news. I can't wait to get through this stuff.
0: It is, and at the top of the show before this episode actually started uh, was obviously all the information about the updated patreon all the content we're going to be bringing you there's so much to get through um but before we get into all of that alex what have you been playing this week i think it's just going to be the same thing until we're finished with it right it's the same yeah it's there's not much to talk next, about like, right
1: few weeks yeah yeah it's so it's the greatest game that i'm playing at the moment horizon zero do Don't sorry forbidden west and i'm slip uh it's amazing it's really good and i think i've just completely greenhouse uh, and i'm same. on to the next thing oh my same. gosh <laughs> One of the best bosses that I've ever versed in the game, oh my God, was like Batman or like, you know what I mean? It was the like a, Yeah, the like no, it was like a bat. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to call it, yeah, but it actually just reminded me of a bat. And it's like when you're in the uh, in the, the greenhouse, greenhouse, right? In the yeah, greenhouse, yeah, and it comes in the middle, lying. right? Yeah, and it can turn invisible and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that was sick. And like the way they've like transferred like new um, creatures and animals into uh, mechs and machines mm. is awesome, man. But that one man was, was a great battle. But the thing is, there was a massive glitch. There's one. Po- There's one point where it just disappeared, and that was it. Walked around the whole place. And I couldn't see it, so I had to restart it again. Oh man! How like, many hell, man? How many game, in patches that I need to know? I know, do? I know. Yeah. a
0: game that ambitious. It's like <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. seeing so many, but I'm just not bothered. Like I just the load is the, the reload is so quick. I'm not. It's like I'm like reload done. Reload the, done. The reload's good. Yeah, the reload. Uh, so uh, obviously, um, you? if you we're, we're going to try and be as spoiler free, just really briefly. Um So have you found? Without saying any names or anything, have you found the three things that no. that hologram? Or you only just focused no, no, on no. that one? No,
1: no, no. I just went to that one. Um and I was just running around just freeing camps left, right, and center. You know what I mean? Just so just what you want to do the
0: is the one that you've just done obviously gets you the vine cutter. Um, which, I, yeah, I've got that, yeah. I've and got then, that, yeah. no, a, spoilers, no, 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 no spoilers, don't even tell the me. other <laughs> one you need to do is the main quest that's called in the Sea of the Storm or something, or the Sea of the Sand, yeah. something like that. That's where you get the underwater swimmer. That's in one that, I'm that looking mission. So, that they're the two that if you get yeah, those yeah. two missions completed, I'm pretty sure, you, mm. yeah, you can do all the little side things you find on cliffs and yeah. everything like that. But, but so I'm, I'm talking, yeah. Yeah, dude. I've gone full OCD on it. Like, in terms of the main quest, I've just given her the three things that she wants to start. Okay. You know. So I've done yeah, all yeah. those three. But so if you nice. take a third of the map, so if you if you think how big that map is, if you take a third and you start on the the east, which is the daunt, and you get to the third, which is where your base is, I have done yeah. everything in the map. I've unfogged it. Really. I've nice. greened everything. I've done all of this stuff. It's like I'm I'm mentalizing the Forbidden yeah, West yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, nice. To the if point... That reminds me, actually, just as you out the, the map. You know, to the, the um, point, before yeah, sorry, you carry man. on,
0: and to the point... The game's called Forbidden West. I was going to some forbidden lands in regards to development on this game because I was going out of the map. And, you know, you go so far to the point where you get a warning on the screen saying you're leaving the map. Say, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, neck. now I really am in the Forbidden <laughs> West. You know what I mean? I'm the-
1: and she's falling through cliffs. And, like, I'm just like, how far can I go? You know, just breaking the matrix. She's going into the bushes, the, um, the into the trees. It's amazing. Yeah. You know the um, what do you call those tall necks? That's where I am at the moment. <clears throat> we're in some kind of Ewok village, and there's a whole load same. of same. That's uh, a wicked one. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, so awesome. You had so the boys good. as well watching isn't it? like the twins, and all, they were just they were just those it, two. like yeah, and it's on the platforms, <laughs> were, kept knocking <laughs> me off. I was, I was hard, climbing man. up
0: like I was climbing up like the. The guy from home alone <laughs> as was, and then knocked me straight back down again yeah. but yeah, as, yeah. as i says man the, the key to success in horizon is just buying as many weapons as you can because as soon as you know as soon as you scan them and you know what the weakness is you just go to work on that
1: weakness man you know Like what? i've been doing it old school you know i haven't actually upgraded many of the weapons i've still got a whole, whole lot of experience points to um develop i've literally just been using the uh I think i've got like a solid bow and arrow and be nah, free. Need... That's it. And I've nah, been nah, taking nah, out. Nah, I've been nah, taking nah. out most of the um all the bosses dude, with those I've, two weapons. I've been. I'm like, you know what? You don't need everything else. I, mean, it's I good. A... I was shocked, but, right? You know, like, I took real out... G's, real G's, just doing a boring arrow. Oh, and just, mate! And, uh, staff, you get me. <laughs> when, when, you, when you're
0: trying to get the platinum and you want to be thorough, you can take out a thunder uh, jaw yeah, yeah. in I'll be, one
1: I'll move. I'm later. Listen, I just I
0: just put three elite traps down. Watch the thunder jaw walk into it and die straight away. I was like,
1: boom! There you go. Done see you efficiency. later you know what I mean yeah, that's the way it, it is like I'm, I'm a sharp super now I man it's like as soon as I've scanned the whole um you know all the weaknesses and I love the fact that it actually goes into detail exactly what actually works and what doesn't work mm. um yeah man I, I can just take off a piece like from miles away man it seems like man, freaking sick Dude, I'm some, loving the compact man I but you're missing out
0: I'm telling you straight it's not just you talk about I will dive that.
1: into I will I will get some more stuff just like well you experience.
0: again you talked about how they've turned animals into machines it's the same thing with mm. the weapons the weapons are a, a big portion of the game and it enhances mm. the combat even more like when you when you come up with, when you've got like four different weapons and you think right i can create like a gauntlet of hell for these guys uh-huh. and all it will take yeah. is a rock to throw at them, right? And you set traps mm. and stuff like that and you just you plan it in your head like Sherlock Holmes in the film and then it happens to how you planned it. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing, yeah. man. It's so good. It's
1: a I mean, solid level. <laughs> Definitely. But cool, um, so
0: enough about Horizon. As we do every week, we just get too excited talking about it. Just dedicate um, a whole segment
1: to it, really. It? <laughs> we've got six pieces of
0: news for you listeners this week. But before we get into the news, just want to remind you guys and ladies that you can get this show... Ad-free, yes, we got ads now. You can get it ad-free and up to three days early via Patreon. So head over to Patreon to get more and those perks detailed. But we'll go straight into the news. So number one, here we go. Sony Interactive Entertainment announced this week that Haven Studios, the development studio run by Jade Raymond, and the one I took the piss out of, has joined the PlayStation Studios family. Mm. Now, we already knew that Raymond Studio was partnering with Sony on a new IP However, they weren't officially a part of the PlayStation Studios outfit until now. Speaking on the PlayStation blog, Herman Holst, head of PlayStation Studios, commented, We began working with Jade and her team in early 2021 when they were on the brink of announcing the formation of Haven Studios. From their first pitch, we were inspired by Haven's vision for creating a modern multiplayer experience that brings gamers together in positive and meaningful ways. We were confident in their creative and technical expertise to deliver on such an ambitious project, and we're thrilled to invest in their journey developing a new original IP for PlayStation. So, Alex, they must be doing Mm. something big, man. You know, this multiplayer project that's a safe place for people to play and things like that. Sony partnered with them first, funded them, and now they've bought them, so they must be really impressed
1: of course yeah i mean they're looking to what they expand their their line of um what single player games as well as their their online games right and uh i guess jade Raven, she's coming from stadia right so i guess mm. that was their focus and who knows they could still maybe use that same ip that are potentially going to be using on stadia um but yeah I'm, I'm curious to see what they've got i mean obviously we haven't got any information about what type of game it's going to be but it seems like it's going to be epic you know because that's mm. all sony does now right uh and it'd be interesting to see if it's just going to be an exclusive um just for ps5 or well, actually PS5, out
0: what they've announced it's a it's a triple a multiplayer project mm-hmm. a la destiny style but we don't know if it's a first person shoot or anything like that but it's a massive mm-hmm. open world game multiplayer triple a ps5 console exclusive pc version as well mm-hmm. And obviously, just staying with Haven Studios, a day after this acquisition announcement, the studio revealed a first picture of the world in their multiplayer project, which you can see on their social channels. If you go to Haven Studios' social channels, what you'll see is what looks like a fantasy setting, which is really, really interesting. So it's very large, grand in scale. It's just artwork. It looks really, really cool. But yeah, interesting and must be very impressive to A, pitch to Sony to get Sony to fund and allow you time to create your studio and then have them to come and buy you, it must be amazing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they're But it also says to me, like, you know, we mentioned it before on the show. I mean, they've been working with Stadia for, well, initially, right? So I guess with Sony also looking to transition to a similar type of service or bolster their service, it makes sense acquiring companies who've got a little bit of knowledge of what happened behind the scenes at at Google. Mm -hmm. That train wreck of a company sometimes. I think as well, Um,
0: as as we spoke about it the other week, what's really important is it gives mm -hmm. them a foothold in the Montreal development scene. Now Mm -hmm. Montreal is a hotbed for development. There's tax breaks there. So many every major company and third party company has a studio there except Sony. Now they have Haven. What does that mean? It means they've got access to talent now, haven't they? And to get them into Haven, you know, now that all of a sudden it went from no presence to now having a a PlayStation studio, first party studio in that city, which is going to be huge for PlayStation as a whole. But yeah, we'll see where it goes from there, Alex. But I mean, you've got more news, haven't you, with Herman Holst? He just doesn't shut up these days, Herman does
1: he? I've got a lot to chat about. Is is uh, the head of PlayStation Studios, um, has reassured gamers that the format holder will still develop single player narrative based games, despite the company's plans to diversify its output with live services, uh, titles following acquis- acquisitions of Bungie and Haven Studios. Um, Herman Holst said. Obviously, we will carry on making these single-player narrative-based games, uh, such as Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, and Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, but you've spotted correctly that we have invested in live-service games because that's incredibly exciting for us. It also allows us to build larger world, allows us to create really meaningful social connections between players. Uh, we have a few, um, quite a few in development or in conceptualization. Uh, so yes, we are setting up capabilities internally, but exactly for that reason, it is so exciting for us to welcome to the family a group who have a lot of experience with live service games. So it's, they're just taking it the plate, and Sony again is just bolstering their company, making sure oh. that they've got that they're going to be capable for the uh, where the games industry is going. And <clears> at the moment, <throat> as well as live um, single, obviously um, story-driven games, it's all going to be about live service games, isn't it? I mean, that is the future. I mean, I mean, it's a
0: two prong, isn't it? People always say, "Oh, I want my yeah. single player, or I want multiplayer," and Sony are making sure that they're strong on both fronts, you know. And mm-hmm. it's right, you know. I mean, you look at Ghost of Tsushima was a perfect example because it is, I would say, up until Horizon Forbidden West, the or, I don't know actually, you know, it's probably in the top two greatest st- story narrative driven open world games of all time and I think the only thing that is on par for me and this is only my opinion is Red Dead 2 you know that's how good the story and the world of Ghost of Tsushima is but the success of that they they released Ghost of Tsushima Legends you know which is an online component to Mm -hmm. that single player game which was a huge success and gets free updates and it's played by millions of people it's such a popular mode to the point where they separated it and legends is its own standalone title and it's in the PlayStation plus titles for March, you know, as a bonus yeah, game yeah. for people to, to jump on and play and just enjoy together. Just and that you can see that that was the first that, that they were taking baby steps. But if you want to play with the big boys, you buy, what did Sony do? They just bought the biggest one in that, which was Bungie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, and they up. solidified the talent by paying them. A billion dollars in bonuses over a certain amount of years before they get it. There's a yes. thousand people that get just a million dollars each. You know, they're yeah. all millionaires if they stay in whatever time frame that Sony put in that contract. And now Haven Studios, who obviously have something great up their sleeve, because Sony went from funding to buying them, so it's going to be massive. But what about you? I mean, you have come into the PlayStation ecosystem a lot more. Yeah since the launch of ps5 you know you're always dabbing in and out previous generations but the ps5 is your biggest i would say jump into yeah. the playstation ecosystem the and fans. you jump jumped into those single player games you know and these now, experiences it's crazy yeah, right the fact that you're, you're really going to be joining us on the journey with when, when we all want these online things can they marry the narrative and the online
1: yeah i think they can um i mean the, the point at which i mean now i mean i think it's it's the perfect point this is where sony wanted to be you know the graphics are there they've got the powerful console loading is no longer an issue and they've they've pretty much smashed um it, you know when it comes to storytelling and combining that with the gameplay i mean they've got it down to a t no other studio does it better bar the likes of nintendo uh first party got to get that in there um but in terms of yeah, obviously the future that we're going into right now the tech is there you know so this is like a great challenge for sony to see exactly how they can incorporate what they've done so well and spread it online and see if they can somehow achieve these figures which you know the likes of fortnite are achieving with like you know 80 million uh monthly uh players mm-hmm. or subscribers you know that's this is the target that they're obviously trying to go for so um hopefully they'll get that with i mean they've got a multitude of games haven't they you know i mean they've Mm. got ghost of shima they've got all the ones that you've mentioned so achieving that figure shouldn't really be an issue even if it's separated you know between well you
0: mentioned nintendo there when just a quick question um when did the switch launch 2017 was it
1: should have been march 2017
0: it's like five years it's been out for five years right so you're telling me
1: all years
0: This apparent country, uh, company of innovation, air quotes, there, right? (laughs) Took them five years to do what the Vita did on day one, and that's put folders on the menu screen. That's all I'm saying, right? The the, the one thing that switched people you know, one on for the five
1: years—it's <laughs> not on the menu screen—and that's how Nintendo and Nintendo are. Yeah, they've actually got <laughs> groups that don't call them folders, and you still have to go to a different folder to get to the to your folders. That is unbelievable. So, but um, it's a it's a starting step, right? You know. Well, <laughs> I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Yeah, at least they have Bluetooth support for most headphones, which Sony doesn't have that yet five Xbox years Xbox doesn't have it yet five like, years Sony five years, doesn't even have anytime. it yet PS, five, the PS5 listen, the most powerful console doesn't listen, even have Bluetooth support. there's a big come difference
0: on. yeah you <laughs> Nintendo know they need Jay, to be able to sell Jay. their headphones in Smith's toys because all the kiddies have a Switch right so they need to make sure that it's compatible with everything you gotta have you upper shelf upper, you upper tech quality you, you know for about? Playstation 5 you, you, you can't about? have no riggedy <laughs> ass like Mario
1: <laughs> headphones or Pokemon headphones or Harry Potter headphones I went into Smith's toys, and the funny thing is, yeah, the the Switch could probably even use the. um, Oh no, no, no! Here's the thing: I went into
0: I went into uh, Smith's toys, and I needed to get a headset like for my daughter because she's gonna start playing the Switch right, like the horsey games and stuff. And they're all there for seven ninety nine. dollars LOL, Harry Potter. I was like, oh, what a pile of crap this is. And then I just oh, went over and looked at the PS5, 140, 100. I was like, yeah, that's tech. That's tech for you right there. But anyway, yeah, Alex, listen, speaking of hating, <laughs> you can't hate this one. You got one already as well. Listen, speaking of hating. get another one before it ends. Nah, nah, nah. Anyway, Speaking of hating, you can't hate this next story because I know you've been waiting yeah, for-, for it. So number 3 Sony will be impl- Sony have announced that they'll be implementing PS5 VRR variable refresh rates in a future system software update the hardware manufacturer announced on the PlayStation blog today that happened today we did all the news wrote it all up and then this broke this news comes following confirmation of the release of PS5 update 22.01-05.00 which arrived today with a wealth of new features for Sony's latest home console. Beyond that, however, VRR is coming later down the line. Sony were quoted as saying, we're pleased to share that variable fresh rates, VRR, is planned to release on PS5 in the coming months. On HDMI 2.1 compatible TVs and PC monitors, VRR dynamically syncs the refresh rate of the display to the PS5 console's graphical output. This enhances visual performance for PS5 games by minimizing or eliminating visual artifacts such as frame pacing issues and screen tearing. Gameplay in many PS5 titles feels smoother as scenes render instantly, graphics look crisper and input lag is reduced. Previously released PS5 games can be fully optimized for VRR through a game patch and future games may include VRR support at launch. Speak to me in English, Alex.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of pissed off at Sony. It's like, how do, how do you do this? You come out with like a half assed update, yeah? And then you don't, you you know, it's half assed because you're basically talking about what you're going to be updating next, which mm-hmm. is the VRR. I mean, like, come on, Sony. Only Nintendo does things like this. Now, okay, then so VRR, variable refresh rate, is pretty much an experience which, uh, okay, this is a tech which syncs up uh, the output coming from the PlayStation 5 with what you see on the screen. Yeah, so often if the PlayStation 5, because it's such a fast console, if it uh, is punching out information to the screen, you know, faster than your screen can actually render it, you may experience uh, some tearing. So you might see a character turn and you might see just like glitch a little. So basically the VRR, the variable refresh rate, stops that from happening. And it kind of makes sure that your your screen matches with the PlayStation. So it will lower the uh, frequency if need be, or it will increase it depending on what's going on. And it just basically ensures that you've got a higher quality image uh, with less tearing. So that's basically what it is. But I'm still pissed off with Sony boy, for not releasing it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Which no, I'm I sure mean, this, a lot of it was PS5 weird. users as I was like, come on. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was weird because this update does have quite a lot of features that people are happy about, but it, it, it just messed up yeah. some people's PSNs a little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was just yeah. like, I don't want to install this yet. You know <laughs> what I mean. I'm playing Horizon at the moment. Don't mess up my Horizon or anything. Yeah, don't like that. to mess it up. You know, it's probably broke, sorted out by it. now. I mean, sometimes this is why you do not beta test or sign up your machine that you cannot buy anywhere to beta test updates. God knows how many <laughs> updates this bricked. You know, in a base. Well, speaking of
1: updates, though, I mean, we mentioned it uh, last week. The big game of the moment, uh, GT Seven. Didn't they have a um, some downtime. You know, they had some issues with their online service. But uh, uh, nah, they couldn't actually play the game honestly, at all I think because you could play the playing. arcade
0: mode. But let's be honest; yeah. they were probably they took it off so they could probably up the prices of their microtransactions and then put it back online. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a crazy thing going on in Gran Turismo. These monsters. But we'll, we'll get into Gran Turismo <laughs> later because uh, it's a surprise with what's happening with that game. But uh, number yeah. four, Alex, in this one yeah. has a lot right, of people yeah. excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, so speaking of glitches and snitches, uh, CD Projekt Red has officially confirmed that the next instalment in the Witcher franchise is in development. Uh, Posting on its official website, the studio revealed that the new game will utilise Unreal Engine 5. Uh, the game is built as a um, built as a new saga for the popular fantasy RPG series. Uh, this is an excitement moment as we're moving from Red Engine to Unreal Engine Five, beginning a multi-year strategic partnership with Epic Games. It covers not only licensing but technical development of Unreal Engine Five, as well as potential future versions of Unreal Engine where relevant. Uh, CD Project read in another post clarify that they did not announce the Witcher Four, leading to the prospect of a new spin-off uh in the Witcher universe. So quite a few things there. So we're not getting Witcher Four.
0: Mm, we, I, but what, I think like that I was said, the thing.
1: I think the whole world
0: I saw I saw the announcement, the whole world, Witcher Four, Witcher Four, and they had to yeah. come out and say we never
1: said the Witcher four. It could still be the Witcher four, but they didn't say the Witcher <laughs> four. You know what, I mean? what, what are they doing? They know what they're doing, right? They just they are intentionally pissing people off. You know, obviously, we're going to re- understand. It's—it's uh, it's, we're going to expect it's going to be the next installment in the Witcher franchise because obviously everyone's loving the show as well. It's, it's doing well on Netflix, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the big thing though—I mean, they're—they're they're moving from their Red Engine. Mm, yeah, going I think back we'll, to the glitches we think... mentioned earlier. <laughs> people cyberpunk. have to
0: understand yeah people have to understand that the red engine um if you look at cyberpunk you know it's capable of some incredible feats from a technical standpoint it is a great engine when you look at what the witcher was doing what cyberpunk is doing now but i don't know i think unreal i think epic was smart they've obviously looked at it they probably saw all the issues going on with red engine they probably went to cd project red and said look look at what we can do let me sh- let's show you the matrix let's show you how we can create an open world this fast in unreal engine 5 we can take the development time down happen, because <laughs> a game the size of the witcher or cyberpunk takes six seven eight years to make you know and mm-hmm. anything to reduce that time is a plus and unreal engine 5 looks like it can reduce a lot you know, and I think the most important thing is Epic is there for support. So if CD Projekt Red are having issues and are having problems, Epic are there to support them with the engine, You know, to help them out. Yeah. Um, I think Red Engine showed great promise, but when you go to a game with the scale of cyberpunk and the ambition of cyberpunk, it was too big for CD Projekt Red to get right without more time. And mm. I think it's very fucking smart to go to the Unreal Engine 5 because that engine looks stunning. Again, just look at the Matrix it demo. Does. It
1: does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't how have to worry about... How fast do you
0: fly around without, like, pop-up or it's anything crazy. in that? I
1: mean, insiders were saying from uh, CD Projekt Red that it took them an arm and a leg just to get Cyberpunk 2077 to the, you know, to the point mm. that it was at that broken state. And that was them trying to negotiate exactly how to utilize the, the power of the Red Engine. But... Wouldn't it just make life a lot easier if you don't really have to figure out how an engine works and you could just exactly. work on creating the game and creating the world and then just go for it. And obviously, you know, Unreal and, and the Epic have proven, you know what I mean, that they've created an engine which not only looks amazing, but will be transferable to the fu- for future editions of Unreal going forward. And that's exactly what people want. You know, and the, the fact is that you'll be able to upscale it easily. You can just press update mm. to the Unreal Engine 6 button and, and you know, there's less hassle, less hassle and it costs a lot less money on the budget. Right. So um, it's a good it's a good move.
0: It mm. is a good move. I think I think you look at the three examples in the industry that are really successful at this epic. They have an internal team that works with third party developers to ensure Unreal Engine is implemented properly. You have Sony's Mm. ICE team, which Mark Cerny heads up, which is what the first-party studios use, which is why you always see such a high level from Sony Mm. first-party games. You have Capcom with the RE engine, internal team that know how to do nothing but the engine ea yeah. they have dice who made uh, their engine um, frostbite but they just forgot how to make video games themselves <laughs> um you know yeah, what i mean I but it's just if you have a, a a team that focuses on nothing but the engine and the tech and getting every bit of juice out of it then it's a great communication to have and it's going to be great news for us the gamers because we're going to win on that front mm-hmm. um But speaking of engines, Alex, Unreal Engine 5 isn't the only one who's showcasing and talking, you know, this time of the year because you've got GDC, which we spoke about at the top of the show. So number five, the Game Developer Conference 2022 will play host to a major PSVR 2 presentation by Unity that is set to focus on the device's improved graphics performance and cutting-edge hardware scheduled for March 24th. So if you're a Patreon listener, then that is tomorrow. If you are listening on public feeds, then it's already passed. PSVR 2 presentation is titled Building Next Gen Games for PSVR 2 with Unity. And just a reminder, GDC is obviously more tech-focused and isn't a consumer-specific show like E3 or Gamescom, so please don't expect blockbuster announcements or shit on us for saying, you told us to watch this. (laughs) It's the Mark Cerny Power Hour. That's what that was supposed to be for. But if you go on... To obviously, it's past now, but there's a uh, if you're listening to this via Patreon, if you go on to um, if you just type in Unity in YouTube, you'll see an enemies trailer, which is giving you an idea um, of what the new engine is doing. And this is obviously all focusing on VR too. So we're gonna have a better idea of what capabilities we're gonna see with character models and lighting and sound and what the yep. Unity engine can do with PSVR2. Man, and I, I just say the same thing if this next generation of VR is performing better than Half-Life, Alex, visually, we're going to be in an amazing place for VR, too. But I'm excited, Alex, because we just want we just want
1: more info from VR, don't we? We do, we do. And, you know, I think we're just all pushing towards that Ready Player One type scenario. I said that to my wife. Yeah. I was like, this this <laughs> is happening. slowly getting there, man. Slowly. Yeah. And it's, it's like we're in that uncanny valley already, and it just seems like it's only going to get better as soon as They've sorted out the chip sorted it is, and everybody's got access to vr or more you know this the costs start coming down and it just becomes a lot more um, accessible to people but yeah i'm really excited to see um, what the develop- developers can really do now because they know there's a market for it and they can just unleash unleash their ideas, you know, so it's, and this is, this is what we, you know, this is what we're for in games. You know what I mean? Like these new innovative approaches, a new way to uh, express a storyline or an idea and VR is going to do it. And it looks like Sony, you know, they've got the masses, they've got the market, you know, allow them to, you know, to pave the way forward. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it as always, as always. But well, Speaking of games that I'm looking forward to um, the Hogwarts legacy um it's got a bit of disappointing information it will not feature multiplayer uh wb games and avalanche software have revealed this during a faq which is uh what's good facts answers and questions frequently asked questions anyway um the news comes uh, following a dedicated state of play event for hogwarts legacy last week uh, where both companies revealed a slew of new details on the highly anticipated fantasy rpg We also got a confirmed holiday 2022 release date for the Wizardly World title. No chance. No chance. Instantly. No chance. Spoke to somebody who's
0: very well versed in this game. No chance for 2022. It's very optimistic they hit it. But the state of play was amazing. This game is way more ambitious than I thought it was going to be for a Hogwarts game. This is a Harry Potter fan's dream this game yeah. is um and i'm actually happy that there's no multiplayer in it because they just need to nail down an immersive harry potter game for yeah. fans and you can do multiplayer down the line get the core right no, get the game right i mean you look at rockstar gta 5 red dead they didn't let the online launch with the single player. They single player component came out first yeah. three or four weeks later online was unlocked and it was still broken, but they they gave the single player time to breathe and they wanted to make sure the online was right. You can do online Quidditch and stuff eventually down the line and things like that. But don't focus on that. Focus on the single player aspect. And I mean, you saw the state of play as well. The game looks so good. It looks so good. It looks good.
1: good. Yeah, it really does. It can I saw a my kids and
0: they're fighting over who's going to create who and play. It. I said, you can only do one because I'm not playing it separately just to get both <laughs> of you in. So they're yeah. fighting over who gets created, the boy or the girl, right? As like it's, no, it's
1: perfect. I mean, like even the way they're fighting and they're confident, you know, with the the ones. I mean, they took they we're at the stage now where they're able to take like the best elements from the films and actually just translate them effortlessly into the game. And watching this, I was just I was just really happy that they kind of steered away from the actual core characters as well. It's just you know you could just create your own, uh, and it's a massive open world. It's a beautifully looking game, and you can do so much, you know. And it's just only going to bolster the franchise even more now. And everyone's going to be living in this Harry Potter world. All they need to now is announce the uh, VR um, update for it. <laughs> That's That'd it. Kids will be lost in that world forever. You won't see them for days. Definitely. But, um, yeah, man. I'm 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 excited about that. though. To see how it turns out. They say
0: everything's bigger here. And not to mess with us. Because this place runs deep in our hearts.
1: Here's the bottom line. This is where the jaws will drop, the feet will stomp, the crowds will roar, and the superstars will soar. Where the roofs are blown off, asses get handed, And moments are made in the only way we know how. What? WrestleMania calls and Dallas says, oh hell yeah.
0: All right, Alex. A bit of the show that we have to keep in the latest PS5 because listeners love it. It's the charts from last week. So this is the UK chart. So before we get started, obviously uh, A lot of changes in the charts. There was a big Nintendo sale at stores that has seen a number of titles re-enter the charts. But we'll go in there. Number 10, new entry, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Number 9, a re-entry, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Number 8, a new entry, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Number 7, last week's number 4, Horizon Forbidden West. Number 6, last week's 17th, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Number five. This game was 26 last week. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Number four. Last week's number five, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number three, WWE 2K22. So it's still sitting in the top three. Number two. I can't two, believe it made a game that's not broken. Go on. <laughs> I can't believe this is still number two. Uh, Elden Ring is at number two. Elden and at number one for the third week straight is Gran Turismo. So I'm I didn't, I thought it was gonna last a week, and then an Elden Ring was gonna take it back. So people it, yeah, are obviously yeah. enjoying the game, it's got word of mouth really when it are, works. Though and
1: yeah. um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's been some hype um exactly. some glitches right
0: i mean it was just 24 hours i'm not really bothered uh some people were proper bitching about it who cares it was 24 hours it's back up it still costs a bomb to buy a car like the supercars so <laughs> What can you do? You heard of the um, hack, though? You heard of the hack? Yeah, I saw the hack that the guy can, like, go on PC and, like, make it do that. I was like, I might have to
1: look into that. You know I mean? But I am playing the game. That's oh, no, you would do that.
0: I would do it, but I'm, like, I'm not playing the game that seriously. I'm, I'm in the Forbidden West at the moment. All oh, right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but obviously, that means that cool. GT7 remains number one for the third week. Nice. So obviously, um, when we get the charts, we're not updated with the actual figures for digital um, until a few days later. But what it showed is that digital sales made up 70% of WWE 2K22's launch week sales, meaning the game had already sold double the amount that the 2K20 version had sold up to this point in release. And on a side note, just a separate bit of news in regards to numbers, PS4 console exclusive Detroit Become Human has now passed 6.5 million copies worldwide great game absolutely stunning game
1: i haven't dived into it i've only dipped my toe into it but um i can't wait to play that after i played the slew of games that i've got so far so <laughs> oh, so, uh this week we have letters from all around the world and ladies and gentlemen if you do want to get in touch with us uh you can get in touch um by email at the latest ps5 at gmail.com or by twitter uh, which is latest ps5 or at latest ps5 um, so yeah, just give us a holler, because uh, we've got a couple from London this week. Last week we had some from America. We have Shaheed, and he asks, hello Alex and Sonny, thank you for your banter. You're welcome. And mm-hmm. we can't wait for more. And oh, my question is this. All the time. <laughs> we were bantering, <laughs> we were saying, we were bantering yeah, during yeah, the news, yeah, like, like. yeah, we right? Yeah. Uh, my question is this, from a first party game standpoint, what do you think was Sony's most influential game? Hmm. You mean Ooh. Ever. That's a big question. That's a big question. From a first-party standpoint. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, most influential game? I don't think they have any, do you? What?
0: I think there's influential games per generation. So, I mean, some would argue that the original Crash Bandicoot, which wasn't a first-party game, but it was published by Sony at the time. Mm. It was made by a third-party company called Naughty Dog at the time. You know what I mean? Naughty um, Dog,
1: which is now first. but yeah, Exactly. I would
0: say if we well, i'm gonna go modern on like more modern in in yeah. this sense i would say the most important the most influential is between two i think we didn't we talk about this last week or the week before i'm sure it was last week where we just started kind of we just kind mm-hmm. of stumbled onto the sort of thing about what was important but i think yeah it's got to be realistically between god of war 2018 and the last of us you know what i mean i would yeah definitely because I mean Uncharted has a say up there because it changed attack, it went to single player, narrative-driven games. Now, but I'm gonna say The Last of Us because that game transcends, you know what I mean? It took storytelling in video games to a whole new level, not seen. Like I'm not talking mm. like there was games that had great stories like Final Fantasy VII or whatever, mm. you know, but Metal Gear and things like that. But this did it in such a high box office way. And yeah. the depressing shit you read in a book or you watch in a movie, <laughs> they put it into a video game and you felt it. Like that lie at the end of The Last of Us, it it just, the, the difference of opinion on that one lie lasted people for years until five it minutes did. into the second game when you realise that, oh shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Right it, it, it it. Yeah, yeah. five minutes. It was just like... Yeah. That lie, right, you know. that lie that <laughs> lie went from arguing for years to the whole basis of their relationship and the entirety of the sequel is on that lie and mm. the fallout from it. And it was just one line, one answer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I hadn't seen this in a video game. Like, obviously you see it a lot more, like with God of War that, but it was The Last of Us that did it. 2013, The Last of Us' story that's got to be the most influential because that set what the PS4 generation was going to be up for in terms of Sony's games. Story, narrative, story, narrative. Do it the Last of Us way. Do it the Naughty Dog way. And you've seen it on PS4. Now you're seeing it on PS5. And um, for me, then I got to say the Last of Us.
1: Yeah, thinking about that lie, because I was just thinking how they tied that into the very beginning of the game, you know, which is the basis of the lie, right? You know, it lost... And um yeah, I was just thinking about that game the other day. I was thinking, bloody hell, you know, of all the games, I actually want to dive back into that. One. Last of Us Two. It's, it, no, it's, it's just an awesome world to be in. Awesome. It's stunning. Um, it's stunning. It is, it is. Uh okay, just to be different, because you know I'll probably say exactly the same thing. Uh, we mentioned that we mentioned it earlier. Um uh, an influential game would probably for me it has to be first party, bro. First oh, it has to be first party. Well, can't, party. You can't say Metal Gear. They are first party now, <laughs> aren't they? Uh what's it called? Uh of uh, what are they called? What do you call them? GT GT7 Gran Turismo Pol- Polyphony Digital yeah. Polyphony. Yes, it, Polyphony. Are they not first party? Yeah, they are. Is, as right listeners right can so. hear, this
0: is a Nintendo man talking here. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, Yes, so Polyphony yeah. Digital are first party. Polyphony, <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: Yeah, so I would say Good that they would be the most, inf- they, they would be the most um influential because obviously GT, the, the Gran Turismo series has pretty much defined car racing games. I mean, from mm. Um, uh, the, the early games like I can't remember Cruising USA days, you know mm. Sega Racer, you know what I mean, VR races I and mean, all the classics back in the day, then you had uh, Porsche Challenge and then it's, it's kind of evolved. GT kind of created that, uh, that collector side of it, you know, the management side of the car industry and that hadn't really been done in that level of detail before to a point where you actually had a whole studio dedicated working synonymously with uh, car manufacturers to make sure that the cars reacted exactly the way they need to be and they were ex, ex, as realistic um, as they need to be. And I don't think that's actually ever happened before. I mean, we've got really close for games like, you know, like Need for Speed and, and Forza, but without GT, it wouldn't have happened. Ridge Racer Ridge was, was really unrealistic, you know, back in the day, but it was GT7 who made the most realistic um, racing racer out there. And it's only proven in the charts right now. So mm-hmm. um, I would put my, uh, oh, yeah, my answer would be GT. The GT series, um, so yeah. in terms of one particular game, probably GT7, you I know, mean, sorry, not GT 7 GT7, definitely, but probably the second one, you know, GT, so that was yes, one good choice. Kind of, yeah, good yeah, shout, it, right? both
0: great shouts. But well, I mean, I think every Sony game, like major game, could have a shout for
1: it, but yeah, definitely, yeah, it's true. Every single genre, right? You could just mm. throw it on there, but yeah, cheers, uh, Shahid, very, very good question, um. That Probably deserves a LPSX at one point. <laughs> we yeah, yeah, we can, man. We can pick the brains of a few people. That's a really good question. Um, so we're on to the next one now from at Gary234. Um, nice name. Uh, what has been your best UI on the PlayStation console? Ooh. What has been your best UI on the play on a but that PlayStation only really console? counts. PSP.
0: PS three, PS Vita, PS four, PS five, PS one, PS two didn't really have one, did they? Really, we just yeah, start was the pretty, game up. Um, yeah, that was it, and that was probably the best. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I would say it depends because it, it's all muscle memory, isn't it? Really, when it comes to a UI, because you start like I hated the PS five when I started it. Now I can't picture using anything else because I am so used to the muscle memory and the speed. But I would probably say for me, it will be later towards the end of generation PS4 because, again, same thing will happen with PS5. On the PS4, they listen to feedback throughout the generation. You know, the quality of life improvements towards the end on PS4 were there. The speed of the folders, the access, you can move things where you wanted it, exactly where you Mm -hmm. wanted it to be. And that was it. That's all you needed, right? Um, And that's the most important thing. It's how fast can you access something? How do you know where something is, your muscle memory and stuff like that? And I'm pretty sure this answer would change towards the end of every generation when our muscle memories have changed. Actually, I'm going to say PS5, you know, PS6 or whatever. But right now, it's the the end of the PS4 generation because it was just totally customizable the way you wanted it. And that's what you want in a UI, is something to be able to control. But I will say just from day one, the fact that the PS5's UI was in 4K and it just looked it's so colourful and clean and tidy, you know what I mean? So I was just like, yeah, I do like that. But PS4, end of the generation, that UI was my fave. My best, as he asks. What
1: about you? Uh, well, I've only got really one to compare, really. Uh, all the rest were pretty much crap. I think, you know, the PS3, when it first came out, you know, and that was, that was nice. Um, so I could, you know, if I want to be, you know, go down the classic route, I'll say yeah, the PlayStation 3. Hmm. Yeah. When they released that one, I mean, that was just, that was just mind blowing. The fact that you could actually just see all your games, you know I mean? pretty much do what we're doing right now, but it was the first time, you know, on a PlayStation console. I mean, the PS2 didn't really have that as much. It, was uh, it just had browser configuration and options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So System settings. And the fact like that it. Sony was able to, you know, kind of show off and spread its uh, wings a bit, you know, with a cell processor back then. Um, it just laid the foundations for such a a, a UI which obviously has been utilized on pretty much every other console um, Mm. uh, to the PS5 today so yeah I'll say the PS3 just to be different but obviously the PS5 kills it PS5 you know UI is fantastic (laughs) Uh, but yeah thank you uh, ladies and gentlemen again if you want to get in touch uh, thelatestps5 at gmail.com and via twitter um, at thelatestps5 Astonishing, phenomenal, breathtaking, smashing, superb! Segment here. Uh, so, uh, what you've been keeping your eye on, Sonny? Well,
0: that's nice. That so you should ask Alex. Uh, <laughs> so, this is a new segment that we brought to the show, which is called "Keep an Eye On." And what it is is where each week we will detail one game that is completely under the radar because it's not a or it could be a a game or something like that. It's just not being talked about often. And this week, um, so the link to the trailer is in the description this is a segment that's not been paid for we just need to make that perfectly clear it's something that we've read about or we've been looking at and we're really intrigued and we want to share that with you guys and ladies and listeners so this is a game called arctic awakening and it's developed by um, a company called goldfire studios it's eta Um, is 2022 so it is due for this year and Basically, Arctic Awakening is a first-person narrative adventure set in the unforgiving Arctic. So your plane crashes in a storm, leaving only you and your AI drone, who is your only company, as you journey to find the co-pilot and uncover the dark mysteries buried beneath the ice. Now, Alex, trailer looks proper eerie. It's a totally different setting, you know, in the Arctic, um it just looks so good dude it just looks different and it's a narrative driven game as well and the mood the
1: tone first person perspective as well it looks so good dude it does look good yeah yeah i mean this was at the um the future game show right yeah it was at the
0: future game show um it's a really really popular Title amongst insiders, and, but it, obviously it's a small game, so it's not getting the love and attention. Like, and, and and it won't when you've got so many big AAA games coming out this year. But it's called Arctic Awakening, and um, the link for the trailer is in the description of this podcast episode. So just, oh yeah, it does look beautiful, though. It does. It, does, look, it, it looks, just like looks like especially with the uh, the,
1: the cell shaded uh, art style that they've gone for does and as well as combined with the setting you know mm. it does actually make it feel like you're actually in the middle of the arctic so uh, yeah i'm kind of i'm really curious to see Yeah yeah so we'll be back next
0: out. week with another title to keep an eye on as well um but for this nice. week it's arctic awakening but we'll move on and alex we've come back to these segments by popular demand people kept asking when are you bringing there? this <laughs> when are you bringing it back you need to bring it back because it's hilarious and i think the reason we're bringing it back is because at first, we thought, yeah, it's just time-consuming. But then what we realized is the general consensus is where people were listening and trying to answer it themselves. And we were like, right, we need to bring back Jeopardy and the PlayStation quiz, which is what we've brought back for this episode and episodes going forward. But a slight change. Instead of three, we're only going to have one Jeopardy question a week and one PlayStation quiz question a week. And we'll keep the score. So, obviously, we have done like 21 questions at the moment is crazy so alex are you ready, ready now for ready. listeners for new listeners who have, may not have heard this what this is is alex is a freak of nature when it comes to jeopardy he is like the ibm machine that was created um to play jeopardy you know you can ask alex a question about anything he knows about in jeopardy form and he will get it so that's what we do we ask it uh, we give him a jeopardy question on yeah a game character, and Alex has to try and get it.
1: Um, so are you ready? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it all happened after I took that mysterious pill from that lab, and now i look back. Okay, so your Jeopardy question for this week.
0: Listeners, you try and get it as well. If you know it straight away, give the listeners some time, bro. Sometimes you're too fast for them, right? This antagonist who mm. wants to take over the world didn't age a day from 1997 to 2020. I repeat, this antagonist who wants to take over the world didn't age a day from 1997
1: to 2020.
0: It's 23 years without aging, mate.
1: 23 years, interesting dates though. So you say 1997. Hmm to 2020 to 2020 age. okay so yeah well a few uh, names come to mind uh, but obviously i'm not going to i'm not going to spoil it um...
0: All right, listeners just remember the key things you're looking for are the wording so antagonist who wants to take over the world so we know it's an antagonist who wants to take over the world i think every game has one of them didn't age a day from 1997 to 2020. That's interesting. Okay, how does that work? What are those dates Clearly, relevant to? Obviously,
1: here it is. It's going to be uh, Bowser, isn't it? Bowser yeah. from Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't aged a day. Uh, but no, that's not my final answer. Um, but what yeah, is your final answer? My final answer is going to be uh, without further ado. drum <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to throw it out the yeah, for the the final fancy world, uh, Sephiroth. Oh, Sephiroth.
0: dude, dude he's dusted it it is dusted it off easy. Is it? Like, it is, is it? indeed, it is indeed. Okay, nice. Original release yes, date so for Final Fantasy. <laughs> so the between dates <laughs> the way the, the way the dates worked from uh, mm-hmm. obviously Final Fantasy VII launched in 1997 with Sephiroth yep. in the game, Final Fantasy uh, and then Final Fantasy VII remake and Smash Brothers he made an appearance 2020 didn't age a date between exactly. it. So mm-hmm. nice. round of applause
1: thank you very much you know what I mean all day Watch every day it. no problem no no dust yeah, so for you mate no dust for you <laughs> like we never left so we move on to you oh mate this is where the dust is all clogged on me <laughs> Right. Okay, then so while well, Sonny's dusting off the dust, remember, ladies and gentlemen, Sonny is the Sony Encyclopedia, knowing everything from the first iteration of the PlayStation to the latest iteration and everything in between, upside down. He's been inside and outside and everywhere in terms of the industry. And now we have a question that should stomp him. And hopefully you can play at home as well and see if you can see if you can get the answer faster than he can. But the question that we have. For you, this week i nervous, is... man. I don't
0: know why I'm nervous. I think it's because you got it right so easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, just wipe the sweat from the brow. Okay. <clears throat> in the Mishma Dojo, there is an umbrella shape engraved on the floor.
0: What the fuck?
1: I repeat, in the Mishma Dojo, there is an umbrella shape engraved into the floor. What else is engraved? What? <laughs> the fuck? What else is in How
0: much of a bullshit is it that you're trying to fuck me over with a Tekken question? <laughs> uh, oh
1: my god. It's just poetic, isn't it? Poetic. Give me a
0: second. Give me a second. Tekken. What did say?
1: The Mishima Dojo,
0: right? The Mishima Dojo. So. Mishima, let me picture that level. I just got it's hard because every time I picture it, I just picture remember beating you, Mishima Dojo. (laughs) You You should know what the floor looks like, shouldn't you? (laughs) You No, the only reason I I have any recollection recollection (laughs) of the floor is when um, Devil or Angel would go up and do the the eye laser. You could see the whole floor, right? Um, I'm trying to think. It wasn't Tekken One. It would be Tekken Two
1: next to the umbrella
0: yeah the umbrellas in, it's like an umbrella shape I'm thinking, fucking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking squid game Get what up my else head. Great? I, I keep thinking what else of licking an umbrella so in squid game now <laughs> uh okay so every time angel or devil went up and it, it, the, the lasers come out there's the umbrella I'm gonna say oh well what we got you always wanted to know where I got it from this is where I actually got it from I couldn't even remember until this question now It's because it's spelled, and I was reading it, and I was pronouncing it how it was looking on the floor. Heech Hatch's Mm -hmm. name is on the floor, all right? (laughs) And it looks like Heech Hatch. That's why I keep calling him Heech Hatch.
1: (laughs) I know his name is Heihachi, (laughs) but he's Heech Hatch to me because that's how I was reading it (laughs) on the dojo floor. So it's Heech Hatch's
0: name and his missus' name, which was uh, Kazumi. So Heech Hatch and Kazumi's names, or just, just for the technicality,
1: Heihachi and Kazumi's
0: name is on the much. dojo yes. floor of Tekki yes. 2
1: of the Mishima Dojo. We, have, we would have had to fail you. There you know, the thousands of fans out there. were thinking, no, you, we can't that. give it to him. You. Heech Hatch, Heech Hatch. Who the hell is this dude? How did I get But that? yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are correct, Mr. Sonny Senghera. How lady. the fuck did I remember that? <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? With Heihachi and Kazumi, they are the names indeed engraved onto the floor. And uh, like I said, I mean, you would have seen it a million times, the amount of times that you've been knocked down on the floor. So that's the second nature for you, isn't it? Uh, you already <laughs>
0: lost it. I got the joke in first, you know what I mean? Um, but great question. And obviously, uh, Jeopardy and PlayStation <laughs> Quiz will be back next week. Um, just to let you guys know so obviously at the top of the episode we detailed everything that's happening with patreon and all the new content that's going to start coming out over the next few few weeks in those new tiers for patreon Um, this week everything is going to be free just so you guys can see what the content is like and then next week it'll go back behind the patreon tiers so thanks for your support when you sign up for there but we're gonna uh, end this show now, and we're gonna record the latest PSX. We we mentioned at the top of the show, there's so much news. So the latest PSX, we're talking about uh, delays to the Justice League, Tech and Bloodline. I'm I'm so excited. Supermassive's new game that we was in the rumor, and then went into the rundown, and now is into a full blown story. So it's like transition through the show over the weeks. EA Sports delays as well. So keep an eye out for the latest PSX bonus episode where we're gonna be talking more news with that one. But Alex, before we go, any final comments?
1: Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any comments, any additional information or anything you'd like to share with us about any of the stories today from the Haven Studios acquisition, Herman Holst, and what he's had to say? So these updates, uh, CD Projekt Red and the GDC conference, not to mention the Hogwarts Legacy, let us know in the comment section below. So uh, give us a holler. But until then.
0: I think there's only one. I think realistically, there's only one way to end this show.
1: Is there? What is it? Oh, yes.